0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will." Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal you. And Jesus said to them, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. Is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. It really helps when preparing uh, a homily and the readings are relevant to this weekend. The readings are very relevant to, to our own lives uh, in 2020. And yes, uh, today many people are burdened by fear, financial insecurity, loneliness and grief. While some societies uh, creep back towards what was once felt normal, others feel abandoned as the pandemic sweeps on. Here, as everywhere in the world, poor people carry their heaviest burdens. Isolation and physical distancing is impossible with a wall of carbon, torn plastic, that separates a family of 18 in, say, one room from their neighbours. In every country, people feel weighed down and circumstances vary. Friday night, there was a lot of noise outside the presbytery here at uh, Woodend, and uh, I looked out the window and uh, I could tell that uh, I can actually hear uh, people down on the bay from the beautiful Bremer River, and I could tell that there were people down there, and I know people. some activity and uh, thought I won't go down but I took some food and just place it at the top uh, of the pathway at, uh, that I know that they go through because they often come up through the back of the cabin where I live and then uh, uh, scoot across the Presbytery and then across to the Maloney Park, up to the river, up to the uh, city. I put the food there and but our encounter with the coronavirus and its recent spread in Victoria has ran home to me at least, maybe to yourselves, that we are an interconnected people. We are interdependent and not controllers of the earth. Many of us want to be controllers, and, uh, but, but, uh, uh, please God, we're not. And I wonder if you, like me, feel that this pandemic is even more overwhelming because it's happening in our current context. The ferocity of the bushfires late last year and uh, over the summer months, you know, they, they were real to us, but they actually, we didn't really feel the immediate impact of it. The droughts, yes, we know that that's existing and we know because when we go to the supermarkets, the price of fruit and veggies and meat has dropped. Uh Floods and cyclones and melting ice caps warn us that we face a challenge that no vaccine can conquer. Frankly, climate change is a deeply scary thing. I was with some year 11 and 12 boys recently at St Eddie's and uh, they're fascinated by what I thought of uh, climate change what the church teaches about that and why aren't we making more comments about it. So young people are fascinated by, uh, by, by climate change and yet we all belong to Mother Earth, and we need to care certainly for our Earth, and that, that uh, it's not ours to plunder or to muck up. Theologians tell us that the, extinct, the extinction of every species destroys another small revelation of God. This corona pause button in the way that we're experiencing now, has uh, that has shut down our world, demands that we recognise our interconnectedness. we rethink our priorities and allow our hearts our minds and our actions to be changed i find it hard at times not to feel powerless and overwhelmed the prophet isaiah writing about 500 years before jesus encouraged his people uh, who felt overwhelmed with a huge task of rebuilding the temple he empowered them to go out and do whatever they could to rebuild the temple he promised a new style of leader, riding on the donkey, he says, using his power and humility and simplicity to bring peace to the whole world. was talking about Jesus? We might look around the world and say, if only we had that kind of a leader today. But we all can be leaders in our own small ways, choosing simplicity and working for peace. In the second reading, St Paul assures us that we have the spirit of the risen Lord, who helps us to choose well and to put death expectations and actions that are self-centered, so to put our self-centeredness away and focus on other people. Paul says that brilliantly. And it's our gospel text, I think, that speaks most strongly to us. Come to me, those of you who are heavily burdened. This reading shows us that St. Matthew's community uh, was pondering the rich wisdom uh, tradition in the hebrew scriptures and of course they use the word wisdom sophia to refer to god these wisdom books were written in the last few centuries before the birth of jesus and they talk about god and see god as guiding them in their journey of lives across the desert and uh, that god was part of their life in all aspects meeting them always in just the very simple daily events Wisdom is the way that they name God and they, the way that they encounter God in the struggles of everyday life. God's message of hope calls human beings and calls us to a new way of living. But the whole trick of it all, or the, the key factor is that, is to recognise God in our lives. Like us, the early Christians had good reason to feel overwhelmed. They thought their dream ended when Jesus was brutally murdered by the religious and political authorities. What were they going to do? Their Messiah had gone. The the Messiah was killed, murdered. But the women and men who followed him after initial turmoil and bereavement, experience of the God of love and compassion, the one at the heart of Jesus' teaching had worked something beyond imagining that he was still there. this man Jesus who was their friend shared their burden celebrated many meals and feasted with them he taught them much wisdom, he taught them about God, he taught them that Sophia was within them and was more than just a teacher he was in a very deep sense God present with them and we have that too when we read the scriptures and when we celebrate the Eucharist. when we greet one another in a nice and respectful way, when we uh, acknowledge the gifts of one another and so on. The wisdom texts can help us uh, make sense of this possibility that we are all report to. A few years uh, after Jesus' death and resurrection, St. Paul called Jesus the wisdom of God, the persona of God. And in these verses, St. Matthew's community placed wisdom words on the lips of Jesus. So that Jesus claims wisdom's role as his own. He claimed, because he, the Holy Spirit dwelt within him, and God was his voice, that he was, so, he was the Son of God. We do that too. When we come to communion, we receive the Lord. So how much do we allow that to transform us into, very simplistically, beautiful people? Wisdom's role... It's very important in our lives and it's a word we don't often use or rely much on this uh, to talk about wisdom. The people found their burden was shared and not heavy when they they welcomed the wisdom figure into their lives when they welcomed God and acknowledged God in their lives. Strengthened by the Holy Spirit they dared to go forward as a community and as individuals because they were bound by the Lord said, come to me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Meekness and humility do not get good press in our economic or political world, maybe even in the church. Yet humility is owning the truth about who we are. Gifted people, but weak. Loved people and loving people, but we fail. With such honest self-knowledge, change is possible and it's change for the better, change so that we become the voice and the image of God to another Jesus offers an easing of burdens to the people, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, his yoke is like an arm around our shoulders a wonderful companion at our side, sharing the burden literally Jesus putting his arm around us Knowing that that he, we have that he can strengthen us. Do we dare to allow that to happen in our lives? I think not. I think sometimes we're afraid to, to really allow Jesus to embrace us, to really trust that he's there with us when we get bad news, or when a relative dies, or or you know we're burdened we want to do about our health or to downsize from Right, the beautiful Queensland the home and move into um, uh, you know smaller residential housing, or that time in our lives where we think mm, I'd like to retire and I'm not sure. You
1: know, many,
0: many, many other examples: or change school, or change jobs, or whatever it is, or try and do better in our exams or our workload, or whatever it is. Do we actually allow the Lord to take us? Embrace us. We want to embrace Him sometimes. Do we allow Him to enter into our lives? We're not alone in our burdens. Each and every one of you here today, myself included, have burdens that we hold in our hearts. Those of you at home are similar, one of the burdens you have is that you're, you're afraid to come out now. You're not, not sure whether to come out and come into the church. How can we prepare our hearts and our minds to understand what Jesus is asking of us in this gospel today? How can we bury our own swords and our the string, the harmful bows that we often uh, throw at one another? I had an experience this morning. I said hello to someone, and they just cut me dead and rolled their eyes. It's a great welcome, isn't it? But I was disappointed. In my reaction. We all have those. We all have those bows that we have, with the strings that we pull. And it's it's those things that we need to change. It's the little things in our lives. Can we string our bows with loving kindness? You know, the, the image of the bow in our Can we throw words of kindness at one another? Can we throw words of understanding, and thanks, and gratitude? I hope so. It's hard, though, isn't it? It's hard. Children, Jesus refers to in the gospel. Children don't need manifestos on the merits of the law. They understand your simple ways and the weakness that they give through our sharing and the example of others. Aren't children often less encumbered by the worries, sometimes listening with their hearts to to God's word? You know, the worries. To help carry our burdens. So let's have the humility. Let's be humble enough to say, God, I need you in my life. To place ourselves in that loving and embracing God and feel the Lord's shoulder with us, feel the Lord walking with us, and to feel God's love with us. When we do that, we are then credible in the faith that we're going to profess in us.